Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 33 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. What do you say we head down to Bradenton, Florida, my favorite vacation spot of the Chris Rose Rotation? Stephen Brawl of the wow. Pittsburgh Pirates. Hi, bud. Hi. It's actually, today is one of those stormy days. It's actually been huh. cloudy and miserable all day. So, uh, yeah, I actually have the excuse to stay inside today, even though I do it anyway most days. Um, okay. It, dude, um, it's getting hot. It's getting hot, hot. I don't yeah. know if people know that, but it's like, even being all cloudy, it's probably still 90 degrees and so humid. It's crazy. I always, I lived in Atlanta for three years when I worked at CNN and just to walk from the apartment complex to the car, it was only maybe 30 feet, but I would be drenched in sweat. It's one yeah, of those. That's, I always say that it's kind of nice. So I'm kind of a sweaty guy. I, you know, I, I, I used to not sweat like at all. And then I, I don't know, for some reason, as I grew up, I became one of those guys that sweats like kind of a lot. Um, so in San Diego, I feel weird. Cause I'm like pitting out, you know, just like in a t-shirt standing around. Then you come to Florida and everybody's sweating all the time. So I'm not weird anymore. I'm just another person who's sweating because it's miserably hot and humid. So that's nice. You can just kind of blend in with the rest of the sweaters. Exactly. Awesome. All of us sweaters together. Okay. Give us a health update, please. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, I'm feeling really good. I've done some bullpens. Uh, I don't have any pain, which is really nice. Uh, progressing the, you know, effort levels basically, uh, throwing all my pitches, everything like that. Um, it's going fast. It's going well. I don't exactly know what my timeline is yet. Um, I'm kind of trying to keep it out of my mind. You know what I mean? So I don't like mm. think about it too much. Like this is the day I want to be back. Um, but it would be nice, you know, you know, sometime mid July would be great. As long as thing, everything kind of keeps progressing. I think that's a reasonable goal. So um, we'll see, but yeah, no, it's, um, it's been a really good, it's been a hard, time it's you know i've gone through some phases of where it hurt and then it you know it seemed like it was getting worse and then it would all of a sudden be better and it's just kind of an ebb and flow of getting rid of scar tissue in there and everything but it feels healthy so um i'm, I'm feeling very positive about the outlook okay good um at the time of this taping your big league squad is struggling mm -hmm. i have done everything in my power i even hung a jersey over right. my shoulder to go along with the hat behind me to try and yep. get the the mojo pointed in the right direction. Like I'm, I, I watch as many games as I can on like the eight screen, you know, with the MLB package. Yeah. And then, so I've done everything. I've put the pirates on the big screen. I won't watch the pirates. I'm doing everything to change it up. So I'm, I apologize for either doing too much or not enough. No, I appreciate the uh, the superstition that goes into this because I've been doing the same thing. Uh, I've either been watching it on my TV or I'll change it to watching it on my laptop. I actually, I even went, and this is, I mean, this was really, really trying to get them on the, uh, back on the horse. I went and watched it at Hooters just uh, to really <laughs> yes. change up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, come on, this will get the guys going. Even if they don't know, they'll know, you know, that I'm watching it at Hooters and, uh, and, and it hasn't worked. So hopefully tonight is the night. I think that, you know, the Nationals uh, haven't had a great offense. So I think that uh, Tyler Anderson goes out there. This is he's pitching tonight uh, when we're recording this. So I think uh, I think we got a good chance today. Dude, it's just one of those things, man, you go through these stretches um everybody does it even the yankees did it at the beginning of the year it just happens the problem is that you know you gotta keep them as as short as possible um 
because you know it's not easy to come back. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully we can uh, we can get it going. Well, um, can we go back to the Hooters thing? Yeah. First of all, yeah. highly underrated wings, like the actual food itself, highly underrated. Yeah, and I bad. say that because you are talking to a, I believe, a four-time host of the Hooters swimsuit pageant in conjunction uh-huh, with the best damn nice. sports show period back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I actually watched the best damn sports show period. That was like it was like the sports version that I could get away with watching of the man show. Yes. The man show. I was definitely not allowed to watch as, as a youngin, but best answer. I was like, it's a sports show. And my right. parents were like, yeah, okay. Little did they know. Now I am co-hosting with one of the hosts of that oh. show. Look at you, man. You were just, Oh God, it's so, not your fault. It was the time you were just with the time. It's not your fault, but that is a brutal hey. look. Those are actually taken the week of the Hooters swimsuit pageant. You know, one right. year we did it in Florida. One year, don't yeah, blame me for the right? frosted tips. Okay. You know, I mean, I, I did frosted tips and I was way, but I mean, I just did it for fun. It wasn't even like a cool thing to do anymore. Uh, we, <laughs> so I, yeah, I used to host it. And uh, so Sally and Dibble and Rodney, depending on who was on the cast at the given time, was part of the judging core. And one year I didn't have to do anything. I think the first year I just hosted the pre-show and they actually brought in like some professional, like welcome to the Hooters swimsuit pageant sort nice. of deal. So I just stood backstage and I was firing back beers all oh, night. Yeah. And s- some of these women had not eaten in forever. Like, you know, they're two thirds of the show. They're in a bikini mm-hmm. and I am drunk eating like a madman. I am stuffing my face with pizza as they're walking by and they're going, you motherfucker. Like we haven't, she's like, you know, and after the final swimsuit thing, they're like, give me the pizza. And I was like, here, here, Okay, Sorry. My bad. No, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, um, so one of the things I noticed a friend of mine visited from, from out of town and they were like, you know, it's kind of weird. Uh, I was like, what? They're like, well, Hooters, there's a lot of like families here. It's like, there's like kids with their parents and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's not really, it's not necessarily like a family restaurant, but at the same time, I mean, it's just like wings. I mean, it's just like, it's not a bad place to go. Um, But yeah, I mean, all this to say it didn't work. So, I mean, it's very unfortunate, but at least I got to have some wings and a few beers and, you know, whatever. So Brian Hayes is back from the 60 day injured list. And the kid's a stud. We've talked about him. You said he's the best player that you've ever played with. Did you want to throw up when he missed first base on the home run? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of. Uh, this was so, okay. I was actually at dinner with one of our clubhouse managers here in, uh, in Bradenton that night. So I was at his family's house. We we're having a nice steak dinner. It was awesome. Um, so I didn't actually see this in the first, you know, when it was going, but he checked the, you know, the score of the game. He's like, Oh, it's one zero. Cabrian hit a home run. I was like, sweet. We must've just had the perfect timing because then like three minutes later, he is like, wait, it says it's zero zero now. <laughs> I wonder what happened. And then, so he saw the video and it's like, Oh no. And it's so weird. I mean, I would, I haven't talked to him. It doesn't seem like something that would ever be a positive or helpful conversation. I was just more curious. Like, I wonder if, if he thought he did touch it or if he, 
you know, uh, for whatever reason, like you think you can't go back or like, oh, they won't notice or like what, you know, there's so many weird things that go through it. But I mean, we've all seen the, who, who is the, the bear? Is it Barry Bonds? No, Mark McGuire, where he missed first. Oh, he missed first. Yeah. And then he ran back and touched it because his first base coach is screaming at him, you know? Um, so I wonder, I just, I just have no idea, but yeah, I mean, that just sucks, man. Um, it's just, it sucks because it takes a home, a home run away from forever. You know, like now if he hits 500 home runs, he hit actually 501, but you just don't get to count it. And that's, that's kind of funny. <laughs> what happens if he gets stuck at 499? I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's enough to drive you over the edge. Yeah. Like the Mr. 3000 movie where he has to go back and try to get another hit. Bernie Mac. <clears throat> I know you're in that movie. I know you're in that movie. Calm down. I love that movie actually as a kid, you old fart. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, I still get I, residuals. Do you really? Oh, absolutely. Like once a month, they play on like TBS for, or whatever for Mr. 3000 and for the movie rebound with Martin oh, Lawrence. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, usually they're about 37 cents or hey, so. The 37 cents. Thing. That's 37 cents you didn't have yesterday. I know. And I always ask Michelle, I was like, do I cash these or not? Like, I guess I have to, right? I mean, you don't have to, but I mean, if you, I mean, if you've been getting it every month for the last several many years, I mean, that definitely could have bought you a steak dinner by now. Or you could have invited me over for free and we could have watched you, Brian Hayes, miss the base together. Yeah. Well, you know, come to Florida. I'm good. Bring your swim trunks. <laughs> you don't want to see me in swim trunks. Believe me, it's uh, way better than it was at this point last year, but it's still not good. Oh, come on. You're hating on yourself too much, Chris. Yeah. Speaking of swim trunks later on, Stephen Brought will show us if he completed his homework assignment. We'll see how mm. he did. Can't wait to get to that. Thank you. All right. So today uh, on the release date of the episode, it's the first day that they're going to be checking pitchers for using the sticky stuff. Yeah. So starters will get checked multiple times throughout the game. Uh, It's not supposed to slow down the game. It'll be after innings and things of that nature. Uh, If you are found to have a foreign substance and it could be, remember the stuff we talked about with your, your buddy, Trevor Williams, it could be as simple as sunblock and rosin mixed together. You can get tossed for that and subject to a 10-game suspension with pay, but your team will not be able to replace you on the roster. So there's a lot of moving parts to this thing. Uh, what is your overall reaction as an active pitcher? The, the number one thing is that I'm surprised it happened midseason. Uh, like we had talked about before, I thought they would wait until after the season. But, you know, this is kind of the hot thing right now in sports in general, especially baseball. Um that they want this to get taken care of as soon as possible. And, you know, I, I can't really blame them. Um, it's interesting to see. Uh, I wonder if there can be any, if there, there would be any way to make a mistake, you know, if there would be like a guy who's just really sweaty, I guess they're going to like, are they actually going to touch them and, and feel stuff? I, I, I don't know how that's going to work. That, that's weird to me. Like a, like a full pat down. I remember, when I played peewee football, they, you know, the ref had to come and cup check every kid. And I thought that was weird then too. So <laughs> Believe me, you just made it weird. Yeah, exactly. So like, I don't, I don't know, you know, like what it's all going to entail, but at the same time, I don't think it really matters. I don't, I think they'll 
if there were people using stick before, they're not going to be using it now because now they get caught. And I, I guess it, it's going to do its job. You know, it's well, going to stop it. Well, Archie, we asked Archie Bradley the same question. He said, yeah, somebody's definitely getting caught. There's morons in this game. Well, yeah. Oh, dude, we talked about, we talked about that before, like the big brown spot on neck, you know, and uh, like, what was that? Pineda? Is that Pineda? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's always going to be people that, that think that they are smarter and they will get away with it. Um, but I mean, it's going to definitely reduce, definitely reduce uh, if, whatever guys are, have been using it. I mean, you got no choice now, you know, they're going to, I think the most important thing would be honestly like flip glove over, you know, hat, whatever. Um, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if it, if it, you know, we'll see if anybody gets banged. I asked Archie this, would you, if you were with the active team and you saw somebody working on stuff before a game with stick or anything else, would you walk up to them and be like, you can't do that to us because now it's not just you. It's about us. If we can't replace a player. Yeah, I think I would. I think, um, I think, but it also, that kind of requires some kind of, you know, respect age in the locker room kind of thing. Like we were talking about, or, oh gosh. Well, we, um, we will get with Todd Frazier. We'll get to that. Yeah, we, we will get with Todd Frazier, but um, basically the way that I see it is that, um, yeah, you're, you're going to be hurting your team, not just yourself. You know, the 10 games is not, they can't replace you. You're going to have an empty roster spot, one less pitcher. And that's always a bad, that's always bad news. Um, that means somebody's getting optioned, you know, a lot of times and, uh, and that's not fair. So you think, and you hope that people will take this, uh, respectfully, responsibly and, and just move on with your life. Well, so it's interesting. Uh, I partially blame major league baseball because I, you know, I lived through the steroids era. You, you were really young, so you didn't. And I always felt like Major League Baseball and the Players Union did not give enough of shit about it to sit down at the negotiating table to the point where they were like, well, okay, if it happens, it happens. We're all making money. We're good. Now, Trevor Bauer a few years ago kind of blew the whistle, and now it's come to this. Um, do, you, do you look differently at players who might get caught? Um, I guess now I would, because it's more of, uh, how, how dumb you are where I'm like, dude, there's this, we actually have an explicit rule about it now. Like, and they are going to check. You thought you were going to get away with it. Like, okay, well now I just think you're not very smart. Um, I, I mean, it, it it's 10 games, you know, like we, it's the Charles Barkley video that John boy media put on Instagram earlier today or yesterday is a great point where it's just like, it's only 10 games. Like it's, it's not like as big of a punishment as, as it could be for straight up cheating. You know what I mean? Well, here's Chuck, by the way, let's just, let's get a chuckle. If you will. I just want to give a shout out to major league baseball. Uh, I saw y'all new thing where if y'all catch pitchers cheating, you're going to uh, suspend them from 10 days with pay. Way to stick it to those cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> and they get a private jet, right? <laughs> Ooh, I mean, that's, that is some harsh damn punishment. <laughs> what is 10 days? 10, 10 days. They go get suspended 10 days with pay. And that's funny. It's funny. It's a good point. I mean, if you're really trying to crack down on cheating, um, I do think that he, you know, over, he doesn't quite 
he glances over the fact that you also are going to be down. Your whole team's going to be down a player for right. 10 days. But, um, but yeah, as far as personal responsibility goes, it's not that bad. It's, it's still cheating. Um, but I don't know. I think with, by the end of the year, it's going to be, it's going to be gone. I mean, there's, there's, if they're really going to be serious about this and, you know, they catch people and they give them 10 game suspension time, like, then people are going to stop doing it. You have to, you're going to have to learn how to pitch without it. If you needed to pitch it before um, you better figure it out or, you know, see ya, I guess. Uh, it's going to be interesting though. You, we're all going to be watching come June 21st because we're going to figure, you know, guys go through slumps at different points of the year. So if pitchers start getting knocked around automatically, the judging public is going to go, see that guy used it. And I don't think that's fair. No, that's not fair, but also like it doesn't uh, the way that I see it is that, you know, this is like, okay, here's, here's my spiel about steroids. When you're talking about steroids, Barry Bonds. I think Barry Bonds is the best player to ever play baseball overall. Right. Okay. He also used steroids, which made him also the best home run hitter that ever played baseball. But if he didn't, I still truly believe that Barry Bonds would have been the best baseball player ever because you know, I think one Are of my really? favorite, I do my fa- One of my favorite stats is Barry Bonds. You know, he has, he's the only player with 500 home runs and 500 steals. Right. Okay. But he's also the only player in history with 400 home runs and 400 steals. He was a crazy good player. And he you don't always have to tell me, I saw it all. I loved I it. I just, so I'm saying the whole point of the story is to hindsight 2020 people is so dumb and useless and doesn't accomplish anything. Um, so now there's a rule in place. We got it. We got it. There's a rule. People who are using stick are not going to be using stick or maybe somebody will just have a bad game. Like that, the whole Garrett Cole thing I thought was so absurd. Like the fact that, you know, afterwards he had like a mediocre, not good game. Sorry. Like he's been perfect the entire year and it'd probably be, virtually perfect the rest of the year because he's just that good but he has that one game right after everything comes out and you know it's like this big deal what he's i just i don't know i've yeah there'll be some of that but it's you know that stuff comes with the territory you know i will say this it was a very uncomfortable press conference the day that he was asked point blank whether or not he ever used spider tag i mean i'm sorry You, you have to be prepared particularly if you're somebody like garrett cole right well that's what i thought was coming about it yeah, that's what I thought was weird about it was that you have to know he he probably did prepare. And for some reason, he just froze when it came to getting asked the actual question. And I mean, it's just no, I, I it, the answer is no, I don't use spider tech. Uh, I and then going into obviously there are things that Major League Baseball has to talk about because this has been a tradition that's been passed on and people have used stick for a long time, but now we're going to crack down. We don't want to use it anymore, so we'll have that conversation. Boom. But I don't know. I don't know what happened. It wasn't It wasn't ideal. Hey, nope. He won Ew. on the play. If you're scoring at home, he won. <laughs> uh, we exactly. will light things up with uh, the Todd father. Todd Frazier yeah. getting ready to join us before he heads over to Japan to represent Team USA in the Olympics. All right. We welcome in one of my favorite guests from my days on Intentional Talk. Uh, more than a dozen years in the big leagues unbelievable now he's going to be representing team usa over in japan the todd father 
and Stephen Brault's teammate for at least a little while in spring training. Yeah, for Todd a few Frazier. weeks. Yeah. What up, Frazier? You know, it's going down, boys. I'm just hanging, man. Just hanging. Just got out of the pool. I just told you guys. So I'm, I'm, out, I'm living my good life right now. Yeah. How's how's fatherhood? You know, you got three three muskrats running around there. You must be more exhausted than when you like played every day in the bigs. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, my my five year old and seven year old have been great. My two year old, he's fast. He he doesn't mind jumping in the pool without anybody watching. And uh, we got to be careful. So he's the guy that's bouncing around, and uh, he didn't want to get out of the pool. He was screaming his head off. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> it's always those last ones that are the troublemaker. Brault, wasn't that you and your family? I was a very good child. I would, I think I, you know what? I actually probably wasn't, I, I know I had a lot of energy, but I think that's, yeah, that's standard. You got to try to keep up with the older kids. So, you know, you got to run around the most. Nice. Um, without, we're going to start you off with a little baseball quiz, bro. I'm going to see if you know the answer first, you guys <laughs> faced each other one time in the major leagues. <laughs> hey, this is a good start. I already know. We looked this up in spring I'll training. Listen. Listen, Chris, before you even figure it out, I do this with all new pitchers that I've, I come to play with. So I have either either I have something up again on them or I don't. So it's like I know the guys that I'm going to talk smack to, and I already knew I have a hit off them. And uh, I, I wanted to let them know to go look back on the film. They always do, which is even better. Yeah, it was garbage. We I, I'll never forget because we, like, talked about it a little bit uh you know the day before and then he's like i'll look it up so the next morning we both get out of our cars next to each other at the same time and he just looks at me and goes yeah i gotta knock off you sorry <laughs> so I'm like, look at that it's a bouncer through the hole dude like, uh, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was before the shift there that was my last hit in the six hole since since 2015 so <laughs> you know okay so that game i will say that's the first back-to-back -back i ever did in the bullpen i pitched the seventh inning the day before that and then that game i came in in the ninth inning tie game and i held it and i was like sweet did my job sick and then i came in the tenth and gave it up nice, nice. all right you got to explain to everybody if you're audio only right now we just had a visitor so phrase introduce uh the world to the to the little man all right, this is this is Blake. This is my oldest. Blake, what's up, dude? Hi, Blake. <laughs> he just Blake. made his first All-Star team, eight and under, and uh, we got our first practice, man. We got. He, 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 I promised him he can come on. He loves coming on these things, so he, he just he just got out of the pool too. Excellent, this is awesome. All right, Blake. So, um, you just made your All-Star team. Do you play third like your pops? No. What do you play? What do you play? Gonna play this season right so. They, so they have a that so eight and under it's all um machine pitch. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. So they're, pitch, so they're gonna have a short right fielder. He has a good arm. So the guys that coach told him, listen, the guys might be late on the ball. We need your arm to throw the guy out at first. So he's gonna be what they call the short right fielder. I can't. I mean, it up, so. sounds to me like they're just getting him ready to be in shift positions because that's what we Without have for every left-handed hitter is a short right fielder. We're so. gonna have two, two second basemen. So say hi and then let me go. This is favorite player Patrick Mahomes. I was gonna say I love here. the jersey. Good for I mean, him. Get in line, Blake. Get in line. Who doesn't love him? Some Patrick Mahomes who threw. By the way, who threw ninety in high school on the mound. Yeah. 90 miles an hour. It's crazy, right? Oh, You're going to nice talking to me. What? Say nice talking to you. Nice talking. All right. Oh, my gosh. Hi, big dog. How do you make such a polite child when you are the worst? That's amazing. <laughs> Here we go, man. Listen, I'm the nicest guy you'll ever meet in your life, so I don't want to do that. <laughs>
How was, uh, did you have a potty mouth as a kid, Frazier? No, I don't think I had a pot. I, I never did it around my parents. I know that. I knew my dad. He, um, whenever I messed with my mom, my mom would go, Charles, get in here. And I knew I had to get the heck out of here. So <laughs> that happened a handful mm-hmm. of times. But I don't necessarily think I had a potty mouth. But I, I was, uh, I always wanted to do what my brothers did. So I, I'd be annoyed. I was probably more annoying than, uh, than a potty mouth kid, if I remember. Wow. That sounds unbelievably familiar. <laughs> I, cause like cussing is cool when you get to like seventh, eighth grade, but once you make the mistake of accidentally saying it around your parents and then your life is ruined forever, you're like, okay, I have to be more careful about this. Oh, to yeah. this day, I still don't really cuss around my mom unless I'm telling a story that has cussing in it. And usually mm-hmm. I warn her beforehand so that she knows it's coming. Yeah. Well, they, yeah I, I drop a couple bombs in front of mine. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's the jerky. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I think I, I win the award here. I flipped off my mom one time. My, da- oh, my dad was reading the paper and didn't see it. And my brother, who coincidentally is named Pete Rose, he's my best friend, but he ratted me out and he goes, oh, that's nice. My dad slams the paper down. He goes, what happened? I said, nothing. Oh. He goes, "What? tell me what you did. Oh, I said, boy. I might have flipped mom off. And he started to get out of his chair and I sprinted upstairs. I was doing some Usain Bolt up those stairs, man. Uh, oh, yeah. I wanted no part yeah. of it. Uh, don't, mess, don't mess with mom. We know that. We know yeah, that. Seriously. Don't, don't mess with mom. All right. So, Big Daddy, people are like, okay, we saw you in the beginning of the year with the Pirates. And then we read something about, wait, Tom Frazier's going to Japan with Team USA. You got to fill us in. What is going on? Yeah, so this was uh, this was already in the works before even I got uh, with the Pirates because uh, spring, you know, spring training was getting closer. No teams wanted me. I was talking to Paul Seiler. He's the CEO, and I played on two other USA teams already, so I knew what in store what was in store. Uh, I got called up. He's like, "Hey, man, maybe next time." But you know, next time for me, it's not gonna be next time. It's gonna be either coaching or something else. <laughs> four years, you know, four years later, and. You know, lo and behold, I actually got released by the Pirates a week before uh, everybody was heading down or two weeks before. And hour after I got released, he was the first person to give me a call. He said, you're our number one guy. Let's go. I said, you, ain't, you don't, don't say any, say less. I'm ready. So um, exciting. We have a great bunch of guys. And, uh, oh, man, there's, there's no more thrill playing for your country, especially now. You know, we're going to the Olympics in uh, four, four weeks. It's pretty cool. So go ahead, Steve. I was just going to say, I, I, it was, so you played twice in the Olympics before, or just on like a team USA. Yeah. Team USA. I think one was called the Pan Am games and the other, I forget, but yeah, I mean, the, the, we won the first one. We went to Cuba. Um, we had, we had David Price, Sean Doolittle, Julio Bourbon, Darwin Barney, just to name a co- couple guys, Tim Fedorovich who's on the team now. And then we came in first there and then we went to Puerto Rico in 2010. Again, non 40 man guys. And that was with Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakis, Mike Trout. We came in third there at, at all with yeah. all the players. We, <laughs> we lost. It was, the, the Dominican beat us uh, in, the, in the semifinals. It was terrible, but what are you going to do? That's crazy. But, yeah, now playing for the Olympics, I mean, that's, that's awesome. And it's cool because this is the first year that baseball is back in the Olympics because, you know, they decided for some asinine reason to be like, yeah, baseball shouldn't be – in the Olympics. And I'm really glad they brought it back because I can't wait to watch it. So I'm stoked. It's weird because I actually now have like met 
uh, some of these people who are playing. So is this like a similar yeah. team to the guys you played with before? Is it like all new guys? Yeah. Um, I've played with a handful of guys, Homer Bailey. Um, I played against a bunch of guys. I Dave Robertson. I played with, uh, the, the younger core was awesome. I mean, uh, they are, they're ready to be major leaguers now, to be honest. I know Luke Williams got called up. Chris, you sent me the video on him. I uh, after he had the walk-off home run for the Phillies. Uh, this kid Shirk got called up for the, the Giants, a pitcher. I mean, just a star-studded lineup. You know, myself kicked me out of there. There's no there's no stars in front of me anymore. I'm just the old guy trying to rile the troops up. But uh it, it was a star-studded lineup with young and veteran guys and with Mike Socia as the as the top dog. Um it was honestly it was the most fun I've had and since probably 2017 when when I almost went to the World Series with the Yankees. Every game was game seven, and uh, there were more people in the other countries than there were for ours except for the last game, which was pretty unique, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's so, awesome. So do you, like, have dreams? Do you lie down in bed at night thinking about a gold medal? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, I'm 35. I still always – I always tell my – I tell my kids before they go to bed, I'm like, listen – I told him, I told my son, I said, you got a game tomorrow, you know, dream of hitting that winning hit, getting that nice dive and play, you know, always dream. My high school coach, Ken Frank, always said, hey, when you go to bed at night, dream about, you know, making that player being the best you can be. And I, I dream about it now. I dream about the flight going over. I dream about what we're going to do in the village and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we got Eddie Alvarez, who's been there before, uh, you know, our starting second baseman, who's in the minor leagues with the Marlins, who came in second place in speed skating. And. He's, he's probably the most passionate right behind me just because not many people get a second chance to go win a gold medal, you know, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. What dude, do you that's... know? What do you know about Japan? I mean, have you ever been there? Have you done anything? No, nothing, nothing. I know we're not going to be able to do anything anyway. We're going to be in a bubble and, uh, you know, it is what it is, but we get to hang out with, with some of the best athletes in the world. And, uh, I know my wife is jealous. I get to hang out with all the the gymnastics uh, girls and the guys too <laughs> over there, and um, you know we'll take a few pictures. And uh, we have we're gonna go down on the twentieth. We'll land on the twenty first. Our first game's the twenty seventh, so it's party time for three or four days for us there. Yeah. So we're gonna have a good time a little bit. So we'll see what happens. That is awesome. That's so yeah. cool. Um, so let's spin it. Let's spin the dial back a little bit. Uh, yeah. I, I want to hear how you got the call up to the show. Oh, that's a really, that's a really good story. Um, my roommate, Scotty Carroll, he actually, I was with the Cincinnati Reds and we we're playing um, the AAA Orioles in, uh, where were they? I think we're in Maryland. What, I forget what the, were they Norfolk, Norfolk still? Yeah. Virginia. Sorry, Virginia. Yeah. I, w- I was tearing it up, man. It's one of those uh, 12, 15 games straight. I had probably eight home runs in that span. I was crushing them. I'm like, dude, this got to be my time, you know? So after the game, I'm sitting there with Scott Carroll. You know, we got called up with the White Sox a couple of years later. And uh, the manager, Rick Sweet, calls me up and he was explaining to me, you know, you've been doing great, this and that. Oh, and by the way, he says, uh, you're getting called up tomorrow, so pack your bag, bro. And I, I, was, I was tears just came flowing down my eyes. And Scott was crying too with me because we were such close friends. And uh, the first call I made was to my wife. And uh, we cried again. And my parents, who cried again. And it was in Philadelphia, which was even better. So. Uh, I had I had about 60 people there for the first game. I struck out, and I got sent down the next day, which was terrible uh, because uh, you dream. You get so high, and then you get so low. And Dusty Baker, he said, man, I've never done this before. I feel terrible. But um, 
it was. It was cool. And then, you know, a month and a half later, I was up for good. And that was it. And yeah. let everybody know who you who you clicked for the first time. Oh, uh, Cy Young Award winner Barry Zito, man. A big curveball. Went about <laughs> – I think it went one, a, one row up. Uh, it was a perfect spot. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was surreal. So, hey, um, seven got, miles an hour, you have to uh, provide most of the power there. That's a – by the way, that guy went to my high school. So, well, that's a weird connection. Barry Zito. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Oh, crazy. Did you black out? around the bases or do you remember it yeah i was floating i was floating man it was, it was you think back and remember you think back at your how your career is gone and i couldn't i couldn't you know, i'm blessed man at the end of the day i pinch myself every day and you know uh, the biggest thing i take away from baseball is the guys that you meet along the way i think that's the coolest thing young and old and the different characters you know from the joey bottoms of the world to the johnny Gomes to you know, just to name a few people and two total opposite guys, but great guys at the same time. So that the friendships are even better. All right. So you, you probably came up through the minors with Votto, didn't you? He was no, I didn't play one game with him in the minors. He was, uh, he was a couple years ahead of me. I think Jay Bruce, I just missed. And it was me, Devin Mazzarocco and Zach Cozart who were, and Yonder Alonzo actually, who were, uh, you know, stuck like glue going up as we, we climbed the ladder. All right, so you got to have some sort of Votto story. That what's your best <laughs> Votto story? I love Joey, man. I, I oh, man, I do too. We all do. But everybody, Todd, everybody, I ask when I say who's the guy you like visiting with when you get to first base the most, inevitably they all say two guys: Freddie Freeman because he's so nice, and Joey Votto because he's so interesting. He's he's. He's a very interesting dude, man. I love him to death. You know what's funny about me and him? And I'll get back to that. We we butted heads a lot, and not many people knew that. Me and him, uh, you know, I wanted the best out of him. He wanted the best out of me. And uh, I'll tell I'll tell you this story, and I I think it's 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 hilarious now. So I tell the hitting coach Don Long. So Joey, he's struggling a little bit, you know, for for two weeks now. Whatever, um, you know, only two weeks. Joey Votto struggled in the early, uh, you know, teens in the two thousands. And I told Don Long, I said, watch this. And it's my second, third year. And he's got five or six in there. And, you know, he hits a pitch in a batting cage or whatever. He bangs his bat against the bat. He used to do this a lot. He gets frustrated. And then, then he took a pitch in the batting cage. I'm like, I'm like, Don, watch this. I'm like, Joey, swing the damn bat. So Joey, all of a sudden, smoke started. He goes, you, who, who are you talking to? Like, now we're face to face. He goes, he goes, Fraze, you better Google me. You better Google me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, my computer's down, man. My computer's down. I'm sorry. So that's me being joking. He was pissed as hell. And I, I tapped Don on the back. I said, you watch, you watch him, watch him go off now. And, and Don's like, good job. He Don was like, that a boy, Frazier. Good job. He won player of the month that month. And I was like, and I, you know, for a week straight, we didn't talk after that. We didn't talk for a week. But after that, you know, I kind of explained to him what was going on. He's like, these Jersey people are just crazy. So. I get uh, that story was probably one of my favorite stories with Joey Vaughn. He said, you better Google me. He said, I said, all right, all right, I'm my bad. That's uh, a great comeback. I mean, just yeah. really straight to the jugular, but also, I mean, yeah. good on you. Sometimes you got to be the bad guy, you know? Oh, and I've been, I've been there too many times, but you know, it's all constructive for me at the end of the day until, until it's got to right. get a little crazy. So well, what are you going to do? I think we're always curious as baseball fans, how much that happens. Like, uh, inevitably a lot. a lot like oh, we yeah. gotta get on guys fresh without 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 a doubt and then not not only just me you know you see it 
I'm a guy when I get on somebody, I like to at first, you know, I'm like, hey man, come with me under the dog. I don't want anybody to see anything. I'm not that guy that's gonna ring you out, you know, like you see. I, I had one story with the Papal Bond when he, you know, went after Harper or whatever. That stuff, you know, honestly, that stuff happens more than you think inside the clubhouse. I know the Mets had happened with uh Lindor this year and uh, McNeil. And McNeil. Yeah, they made the whole funny story about it, but I'm sure there was more to it. I mean, that ha- it happens too often. And you know what? Honestly, I, I think it needs to happen because it brings teams together for one. You have that little friction. All of a sudden, it's like, all right, this guy's holding this guy accountable. Now I got to step up. Now the next guy's thinking, man, maybe I need to step up. And, you know, it, it's a topple effect of good, good habits and good behaviors that come in after that. Steven, I can't have- – you're about the least confrontational person I've ever met. You, you please uh, tell me that nobody's ever come after you or you've gone after somebody. I mean, I'm sure I have. I'm trying to think like for me, it's always been more of like the wisdom of being in the big leagues and things that you do wrong when you first get up there that you don't really understand. Um, like, you know, there's like the, there's all unwritten rules everywhere in baseball. And part of that is when it comes to um, your standing in the clubhouse and just being respectful, not being, you know, I'm a pretty out there personality wise guy. And so when I first came out, I could rub people the wrong way. Cause they thought, you know, I'm begging for attention, which to be fair, I'm doing a podcast now. So, you know, maybe that there's a little truth to that. Um, but at the same time, um, it's kind of like getting to know people uh, and making sure that you're respectful when you first come up, because, you know, you never know how you're going to rub somebody the wrong way. And, but I remember like, for me, I guess a serious conversation I had was actually on my major league debut day. Um, when I got done, as soon as I finished, I, you know, I was like, my family's waiting for me out there and stuff. And I, and I went and grabbed my, you know, sh- I went to go in the shower like immediately. And Josh Harrison, who was with us at the time, literally grabbed me, like grabbed my shoulder and was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going to go shower. Like, you know, I'm going to go see my family. And I was all happy and excited and everything. And he's like, no, 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 dude, your family's going to be there. They're going to wait for you. This is your major league debut. This is your first day. You'll only have one first day. Sit down, have a beer, have dinner, talk to the other guys on the team, like relax and, and enjoy this moment. And it wasn't, you know, he wasn't being nice, um, but he was being very truthful. And, and, you know, it was like, and I'm so glad that he did. And I'm glad that I did that. And sure enough, my family was still waiting for me, you know, when I went out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had these conversations. I had one in AAA that was actually the most, the one I remember the most, Dan Runzler. You ever play with him, Frage? No, 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 I haven't. Yeah. So this guy was, you know, an older guy, kind of a, a vet when it comes to like the quad a player, you know, AAA big leagues kind of went up and down a lot. And, um, and in 2017, I was pitching my life out. I mean, I couldn't be doing any better. And Tyler Glass now had you know, was in the big leagues and wasn't doing well. You had, you know, like a 70 RA through 11 starts or whatever. And I was just like, you know, there was one day after I pitched a good game and he pitched a bad game and I, and I looked at runs and I was like, dude, I can't believe he's, he's up there. And I'm not like, this is ridiculous. You know, I get all salty and runs immediately. Like just, he didn't blow me up in front of everybody, but he did what phrase was saying. He pulled me to the side in the clubhouse and was basically like, Hey, you have a choice here. There's, there's two things here. You can either become the salty guy who thinks that the world's out to get him and that, you know, he's not getting his due opportunity, or you can just shut your fucking mouth and do what you do, which is pitch well 
and have a good time and your time will come kind of thing. Um, and so that was uh, a serious conversation that really helped me. So, I mean, yeah, I think phrase is right. It happens a lot more than you think. It just happens in respectful ways that are, that are useful and productive, you know? Right. Is, was there a guy that you had to pull aside where you gave him one of those talks? Um, yeah, there was a bunch, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, you know, not to single anybody out, but you know, I'm probably more friends with those guys now than I'm more fr than friendly with guys that I came up with just because, you know, you, those guys hear the conversation, you know, you, you put your finger in his chest, like, let's go, you know, play the game, you know, let's go get your head out of your, your, your ass and, and start playing, you know, and um, I probably talk to those guys more than, than I do other guys, to be honest with you, because hopefully they learn something from it. Hopefully they can build off it and hopefully they can understand that, you know, everybody wants the best out of you. And, you know, one day you're going to have to do that to some young kid too, because you're going to be the leader. And I try to tell them that. I said, listen, I'm not doing this just for me. I'm doing it for you. You're going to be the leader of this team. I'm not going to be here for a long time. So I want you to you know, not only prove yourself, but be the best person you can be. Was there a guy who did it to you? Uh, yeah, they were all oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And, um, you know, I remember my first guy to ever do it, my dad, first off, that's where I learned it from because he was, he was a great father, but he was no nonsense. You know, he would look you in the face and he would tell you, Hey, listen, you stunk. You know, where, where were you today? You know? And if you did great, he'd praise you from you know here to the Hills, but that's where I learned it from. You know, I, I know Johnny Gomes was a guy who I, I respected and I still do. And he would take me aside too all the time. And, uh, you know, let's go, man. Fire you up in the right ways. You know, never, never to put you down, but always to bring you up. And I, you know, I, I respect guys that do that because guess what? I expect the same thing out of you. And you know, guys that have been doing it for a long time and who have, you know, storied careers. So you're gonna you're gonna respect and listen to even more. Praise. Speaking of respect, because that's the ultimate thing for you. You played for the Yankees in 2017. Yeah. Are you still pissed about the Astros? Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Uh. Everybody seems to move on from it. I'm not, and they're, they're going to say, oh, we cheated too. But listen, when I was there, I didn't see anything of it. But for for a team to be using a camera, uh, banging on a garbage can, and uh, I just felt like they got away with murder, if you want the truth. It was uh, – I'm still salty about it. It's something that, uh, you know, it just seems like it got swept under the rug a little bit. And uh, – I don't know how they got off on it. You know, I, I think Rob Manfred, you know, it, was, it wasn't the right decision what he did. Um, Pete Rose is still not in the Hall of Fame for, for basically, uh, you know, gambling on his team uh, to win every game. Of course, hey, he paid the price. It's been, what, over 30 years, 25, 30 years. Mm -hmm. there, there's got to be something to do with, with him getting the Hall of Fame. He's the best hitter. Um, he's a class act. He does a lot for the community. But, yeah, I mean, if we're looking at instances like that, they, they got away with it. And I, I don't know how Rob Manfred had let that happen, but just to let him say, to come out and say it's okay. And COVID helped them out a lot, too. So it just seems like everything went away. And, uh, yeah, I'm still salty about it, for sure. So if the Astros had called you this spring and said, we want you to come here, what would you have said? Uh, I, with Dusty Baker there, without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, and because Dusty, I respect. I'm uh, playing for him, you know, at the end of the day. I actually talked to him a couple times, to be honest with you. You know, I was looking for a job, and, um, you know, he was, he was one of the first guys I thought of, and uh, it just didn't work out. But you wouldn't have it. Would you have had to sit down? Could you have sat down with those guys in that clubhouse that were still there? Great question. Great question. Um, 
that's a tough one. I, I don't know. I'd have to be in that situation to be honest with you. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right, Steven, I want you to uh, break down Todd Frazier's knuckleball when he was okay. with the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you, what do you see out of this performance? Well, first of all, it's hard to tell that it's a knuckleball because it's so slow and it looks more like a gravity ball than a knuckleball, but I oh, guess no, that's, Fastballs. I mean, first two pitches were fastballs, and I oh, couldn't get okay. it off. Well, uh, so you couldn't get the fastball over, so you went to the off-speed stuff. I, I, I like it. I there's mean, one. 67. Hold on. It's coming. It's coming. That wasn't the knuckleball slower. It's coming. I Yeah, I've seen the, this stupid video, Todd. If you're stupid, I know how slow it is, and it's amazing. Is it, it, is it, stu- is it stupid because I got a better ERA than you in the big leagues, or it's just stupid good? <laughs> mostly mostly that. You know, it's, it, is, uh, it, it is, comes right from there. a place of jealousy. Oh. Dude, that's not a strike. How you dare you get about? that call? That's as a, unreal. As a, as, a, as a pitcher, you're looking at me, leaned in first. Oh, sit in the truck. Okay, oh. I can't. To be fair, I cannot believe that Adam Duvall tried to lean in to get hit by a pitcher. That's wild. That you know what? I take everything back. You can have that strikeout. Adam Duvall deserves that strikeout. That's brutal. Look at, look at, look at, the, moment. Look at the moment. Look at the moment. Look at That's what you call the dancing bear, baby. Let's go. I mean, it's that easy. We say this every time a position player pitches. Guys, it's that easy. Just do that. It's Perfect. not that easy. Hey, okay. So, um, I, I mean, I appreciate the fact that, is that the only time you pitched? You only get one inning in the big leagues? Only, only one inning. That's it. Wow. There was a bucket, my bucket list right there, brother. Do you have, how many grand slams did you hit? I think I have four grand slams. Okay. So you have more grand slams than outs gotten on the mound. That's pretty good. All right. Um, you've won the same amount of home run derbies as you have gotten strikeouts. That's pretty good. <laughs> we'll uh, take what, that. what other stats can we throw in there? That's uh, all pretty good. I mean, I zero ERA. You were nervous out there. I was the first. Honestly, I warmed up. I was money. I was throwing cutter. I had a cutter. I was nasty. But then all of a sudden, that umpire said, "Play ball." And I got a little tight underneath the scrotum area there, brother. Right. And I was. The first two, I, I almost I bounced the first one, second one. I'm like, oh, I'm like, come on, dude, just get it over the plate. So and then I finally got one over, and the rest was history there, bro. And I, I go down the Hall of Fame as one of the best pitchers uh, to ever do it. And I, I'll be <laughs> honest with you, I have a plaque, I have it all side, hanged up in my man, my man cave, and uh, pretty exciting times at the, at the Frazier household that night. Wow, it's a, it's a signed plaque. Who signed it? Um, no, I, I'm not a, I signed, um, card, uh, the, the game card. Oh, I got oh, Okay. All lineup right. card. Sorry. Yes. You should lineup have card. Adam Duvall sign it. Yeah, that would have been pro. Yeah. Oh, man. No, I know Adam well too. He, he probably would just cause he's a nice guy. So did That's you, uh, did you ever give him shit about trying to lean into a pitch I against not, you? I, have, I haven't talked to him since that game. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I hopefully That's... I'll see him again. That's wild. That's that is I amazing. Mean, good for that you. That is though. amazing. It's a zero All right, dude. Listen, we know that you're busy. Uh, before we let you go, I do want to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. This is a uh, an annual tradition on the Chris Rose rotation. Annual that's is cool. yearly. Oh, that's the wrong word. But yeah. Oh yeah. Continue. Sorry. Well, it'll be uh, for Todd Frazier's annual appearance on the show. Ah, nice, nice. See, I've already go. booked him. I've already booked him for 2022. <laughs> a year in advance. Perfect. <laughs> After after he gets the gold, we'll bring him back. Let's go. Ooh, tripping. Okay, uh, 
where do you want your next vacation to be, Todd Frazier? Cool. You know, we'll take Tokyo out of the mix because I'm going there. Um, honestly, I want to I want to go to kind of where my ancestors' and family were, either Scotland or Ireland. I want to go out there just to, you know, I've never been out there as, as you know, and I I think it'd be cool to see, uh, you know, my family name, which I think is Scott Irish and German, but I'd like to get probably Scotland first, play a couple rounds of golf, and then see uh, see where the family. Uh, you know, lore is or whatever it is. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That's nice. I, I covered the Open Championship there in uh, wow. 2001 when Tiger won it all, 2000, 2001 at St. Andrews. I would love and to go was, there. I would love to. Oh, so much fun. And by the way, when you, if you stay in Edinburgh, which is like 90 minutes from there, I mean, I don't think I stopped drinking from there. Oh, love that. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Hey, I got my own beer out now, too. I don't know all online wow. um i got my own pilsner it's called the todd father it's in the top of new jersey and it's blowing up bro it's pretty good it's yeah. pretty good 5.2 um volume on the you know the alcohol scale whatever you call it alcohol Maybe, volume. yeah and we're gonna actually make more now too just because uh we're making a summer beer and then we're doing our ipa and um i'm pretty juiced about it, it sold out within the first day so they got i i yelled at them i said look we got to get more let's go I love <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. That's good. Watch out. Bra- Bra- where do you want to go on your next vacation? Oh, uh, I was, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that for this year for new year's, cause I had planned on doing it before. Um, I want to go to England for new year's and meet Dovidas Nevaraskas in England and then actually go back to Lithuania and visit Lithuania and stay with him for a few weeks. I think that'd be awesome. Cause he Thanks. says it's really, really cool. And this pictures he's shown me, it does look awesome. So I, you know, I'm, I'm down for, it's a way better experience that way than like doing touristy things in Tulum or whatever, in my opinion. So yeah, that's what I want to do. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, I, I wasn't expecting that, but that's a good one. Thank that's you. That's a good one. How about you, Chris? Where do you want to go, brother? Hell, you know what? I mean, if I make it out to get the grocery store at my age, <laughs> that's a hell of a trip for Rose. Are you kidding me? No, you know what we're doing? You'll, you'll get this one day soon. Our youngest is 15. He's a decent baseball player. We're going cool. to Arizona mm. for a week to go play in the 115-degree heat during oh his tournament. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. dude, dude, that's tough. Waking up in that heat. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank God they have a roof in Arizona or whatever. Yeah, they don't where we're playing. Yeah. You got to play at 7 in the morning or 10 at night. I Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Stay hot, Rose. Stay hot, Rose. It's going to be perfect. Hey, before we let you go, I did want to ask you, everybody knows about the Tom's Rivers winning it all in 98, Little League World Series. We get it. Did yeah. I read that you were also a peewee football national champion? Yeah, junior peewee national champ. Uh, so it, this is how it went, you know, not to toot my own horn. 96, um, junior peewee national champ, 97, punt, pass, and kick national champ, 98, Little League World Series. So I, I hit the trifecta as a kid, I guess you could you say. You won the punt, pass, and kick? I won the whole thing. Well, I forget. It was either 96 or 97. It's when John Elway won his first Super Bowl. We went to Kansas City to uh, to watch the game before he went to the Super Bowl, and they won in Denver. No, they won in Kansas City. Denver won in Kansas City. I forget what year that was. Well, it was either 96 or 97. So Yeah, so they won their first Super Bowl, Super Bowl 32 against the Packers, and that was down in San Diego where Terrell Davis was the MVP. So, yeah, that's yeah. – wow, that's good that's, stuff, dude. Dude, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, and a quick tidbit too before I go. 
this is the year where my little league has the best chance of getting back to Williamsport. My nephew, Carson, their team is stacked. So I'm putting a lot of pressure on them right now, but they've been waiting four years for this like we did. And they start up in a couple of weeks here, and they these kids are almost as tall as me. You're going to see some some big dogs coming on the mound and getting ready to hit. So we'll see what nice. happens. Isn't this at like Todd Frazier Field? Yeah, it's at Frazier Field. So uh, unreal. They, they got to live up to it. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when was the last time you paid for a meal in Tom's River? Um, eighty nine, nineteen eighty nine. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dude. no. Hey, We're you're good. the best. Go, um, go for it with the red, white, and blue. I'm, I'm rooting for you. I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing experience. And bring back that gold, and you can hang it up there next to your punt, pass, and kick championship. Yeah, Let's go, baby. Thank good you luck, guys man. very much. Frage is a bundle of energy. You were with him for, what, two weeks, you said? Yeah, I mean, a few weeks of the and spring. It was a little more than two weeks, but yeah, not not super long. And dude, he is just—he's a character. He's so funny. He, he he speaks his mind. He—I mean, dude, what a good guy! Just a incredible a guy. guy. And just all the stuff that he's accomplished throughout his life—it's crazy to me. You know, like just always been a successful person. Good for him. Good for. He said that everybody's got a Vado story. Do you? Uh, sort of. Mine's indirectly. Um. My Votto story is that Josh Bell told me one day that Joey Votto at first base uh, told him that I was uh, the hardest pitcher that he's facing right now. And I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. I know it's because like the lefty lefty thing. And I kind of, you know, I'm a little sideways over here somewhere, but I just absolutely pound Votto sinkers in hundred percent over and over again. Uh, so, but I did, I did strike him out twice in one, in one game. Uh, one time. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm going to hold on to that forever. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that's my only Votto story because I sadly have never really met him, you know, okay, but that's a great, are you kidding me? That's a great one. I know it's pretty cool. I hope he, I hope he somehow hears about this and just comes out and it's just like, I, I would never have said that. Like, of course, of course, Joey. All right. Uh, I will tell you a great Votto story. Mm-hmm. You know, we had had him a bunch of times on intentional talk and he was always good. And always entertaining. And he dressed up in the Mountie outfit that people still love. Oh, yeah. And so we were doing the last three shows together and he had gotten word that I was leaving and we had had a bunch of special guests, which was great guys from over the years, Terry Francona, CC Sabathia, Justin Turner, Clayton Kershaw. It was great. They'd yeah, set you up made a- me go right before or right after CC Sabathia. Yeah. But you played an incredible, incredible I did play a song. Yeah, that's true. It was go look it up on YouTube. It was sensational. <laughs> well, Vada was not originally in the guest list. He had the Reds PR director, Rob Butcher, who's one of the best in the biz, call the network and say, I want to be on one of the shows. He ended up being the last guest that we had together. And he was so good and That's so awesome. heartwarming. And I just, uh, he'll always have a special place in my heart. I can just tell you that. Although good. you were great too, Steven. Save it. It's fine. I'm doing this now. It's whatever. My wife loved the song. She won't stop listening to it we have it on dvr it's the only thing that she ever saved to mind that i ever did <laughs> uh speaking of mrs rose let's check in on mrs rose's homework assignment uh what was it again Stephen? it was go to the beach and document the beach day and i just want to say i took friend's advice and put a ziploc bag around my phone so that it didn't get sand in it so that's why there's the weird line so i apologize for that in advance let's see how he did I just want to let it be known 
that I have to document this, and that's the only reason I'm documenting it, because I feel like a weirdo. But hey, welcome to Lido Beach in Florida. About to get set up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, there are definitely worse places to be. Doing a little beach running, you know, instead of doing it at the boring field. Hopefully make all my teammates jealous. But yeah, it's beautiful out there. And now it's time for the best part of the beach. Not just the lane part, but the swimming water part. Yay! Very good. Thank you. Thank you. I I felt like an Instagram influencer model walking <laughs> around with my just talking into my phone sh at the beach shirtless, dude. I in a, hated in a plastic every, bag. <laughs> yeah, in a plastic. I, I hated every second of it. I was like, oh my god, there were a bunch of people there. It's like all these people think I'm just like, like documenting my beach day, and I'm just one of those guys. And I hate, I hated it so much. I ah, uh, uh, but I did it. Okay. So, so there, I will never do it again. So don't make me try to go to the beach again. I'm not going to do it. it <sighs> does it matter that you've gotten straight A's so far that you're the only one to turn in your homework assignment every time? Oh, uh, Miguel Rojas has too. Well, yeah. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. He's a smart guy. Okay. That's what school's all about. Kids just do the homework. You can suck in the tests. You can, you can not study. But if you do the homework, you'll get passing grades. Just do the study, homework. Study, kids. Study. Just do the homework. Not everybody can sing like they should be on Broadway or throw 92 with sinker sinker to Joey Votto. Study. <laughs> hear me? Not everybody can do it. Um, you know what? You've done so well. And you've handled the embarrassment of having to go to video the later hosen or whatever those people were that, that you did. At yeah, one the, time. the and then, German traditional band. Yes, and then you went to the beach when you were hating it and probably motherfucking me, saying, yeah. "I can't believe I do it for this guy's podcast." Right. You have no homework assignment. Whoa, no homework, extra yeah. credit. Can I get? Can I get extra credit? Because I have nothing to do <laughs> for almost all day, every day. <laughs> You realize that, right? Like I, you can only do so much physical therapy in a day. So what, what in the world could we draw up for a homework assignment? How about this? How about we leave it up to our viewers who will type something on our YouTube, our John Boy, our JM Baseball YouTube page, or they can leave a comment, you know, if, if it's just audio only on the, wherever they download their podcasts and we'll, we'll filter through them. And we can put it on our social media channels. What would you like to see Steven's next homework assignment? My be? next homework assignment. Yeah, you got, I mean, we got a few days to decide because then I'll have, you know, a week, two weeks to get it done. So yeah, I mean, let's, let's see what you got, folks. Love it. God, you're going Bring after fans. All right. Listen, do you have any family or friends coming to town to keep you, you know, interested and entertained? Or do I have to keep shooting you texts occasionally just to keep your spirits um, up? Let's see. I, I don't have any plans for anybody coming into town. Um, I think at this point it's kind of, you know, it's hoping to get out of here as soon as possible. So um, it's more of like focus on that and let's Got get it. out of here. And then people will come visit me when I'm hopefully playing in the big leagues soon. We are keeping those fingers crossed. I'm sick of having people on the Rose rotation 
had to, you know, rehab assignments. At least I, I did it before the season even started, so you don't have to feel bad about me. You know what I mean? That's true. That was a great call. Very, very Thank good. You. Thank you. Well, right, I listen, appreciate man. it. it was, yeah, solid. Dude, Todd. Oh, I can't get over Todd. What a guy. Fun, fun time. I uh, want to thank everybody for tuning in once again to the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Special shout out to our editor extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco, and our summer intern, Alden Stone. Good job, boys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.